Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey Merrick, the day you never thought would come has. I'm calling in one of my many favors you owe me. So get your ass over here to Ipswich, little bar called the uh, Lifeline. And I know you've got the cash to make it here quick and in a hurry. See you tonight, Tennis. hot chocolate without the booze. Thank you kindly, sir. 
I hated bars, but they were better for late night meetings than shady alleyways or parked cars. And it didn't hurt to partake of a little hot chocolate at the end of a long day. After I ditched the van, bought a much needed change of clothes, and got myself all hooked up with a room, I spent most of my time checking the safest sites I knew of for info. How the esoterium might play the events of the silentage. So far, nothing. Which was bad news. Since they hadn't blown the whistle, I could assume they were taking care of this through a very, very select channel. Nothing sloppy like putting a bounty on us. But since learning that we were part of a bigger picture than we knew of, there was no way of knowing how the esoterium might handle things. How you doing, sir? What you drinking? Oh, let's see. How about a French martini, please? You got it. Must be nice, having your own jet. Especially nowadays. It's not as big a deal as you think. There used to be places to fly. Fun places. No, I just jump on it when someone drags me arse across the country to talk business in some seedy bar. You really don't know why I called you, huh? Well, I didn't. But then I took the liberty of looking around while I was in the air. I figured you must be in some kind of trouble to be going to all the fuss. And? And? I don't know who you pissed off, or how. But the Ministry of Eyes got pulled into something where your name got dropped. And you know as well as I do, that they don't move on anything unless it's big. Real big. So what'd you do now? Piss off a Mysterian or something? I, uh... I greased an esotark. You dragged me balls all the way out here. At least you could do a shoot straight with me. So come on. Tell me what you did. <sighs> Are you fucking kidding me? An esotark. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You pulled me into this shit? Keep your voice down. No one has any idea we even kept in touch. Here's your French martini, fella. Thank you. What the fuck do you expect me to do for you? And don't ask me to be putting you up. I'd take a round from one of those guns of yours before I face one of the fellas from the Brotherhood of the Razors. I don't need you to put me up. I need you to get me some information on someone, okay? Guy by the name of Horace Bellsaw. Last I knew, he was uh, mixed up in something called the Roosevelt Project. You think you can do that? Seems the least you could do after I pulled your fat out of the fire on more than a couple occasions. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'll see what I can do. Anything else? Yeah, give me whatever contact information you can find on a dark scholar named uh, Albertus Mesmer. Other than that, just keep your ear to the ground and write down anything you hear. I'll check back with you in a few weeks or so. Will do. But I won't be holding me breath for that phone call. You'll be lucky if you last another day with the kind of heat you've bought yourself. Why the hell did you do it anyway? Long, long story. I'm better off not knowing anyways. 
Well, if that's all you got for me, then I guess I'll be off. You haven't even touched your martini. Call it a prudent judgment call, considering the look of the place. And I sure as hell wouldn't be trusting their dairy products either. You know what your problem is, Merrick? Oh, Christ. Pray tell, what's that? You don't have enough trust in your fellow man. <laughs> You're a car jar, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Once I was on the road back to my hotel room, I realized I should have hit Merrick up for some new wheels. The thing I'd swiped on the way up had the horsepower of a stunted pony. Although, I did have to admit that it was nice seeing Merrick again. Been a long time since I checked in with anyone I'd call a friend, even if it was just to twist his arm into helping me out. He might have been a lousy hunter, but he sure as hell knew how to invest his paychecks. Bought himself right out of the life and uh, into a nice big cushy information gathering gig. Just goes to show that having brains will take you a hell of a lot farther than guns. Or maybe I just wasn't cut out to fly a desk. Once I was back in my hotel room, I jumped on the Metro book and did a little extra snooping. I didn't imagine I'd have any messages left at my old contact number, but I swung by just the same. I should have known by then to expect the unexpected. There was, in fact, one message. It was labeled, We Miss You. <laughs> it was an audio file, so I clicked play and waited to hear what whoever had to say. Why, hello, Agent Stroud. As the voice on the recording entered the room, so too did some sort of effect. Something that lowered the lights, locked all the doors and windows, and sent a breeze hissing all around. Instinctively, I raised my pale field, to knock out whatever power was trying to encircle me. While it didn't seem threatening, I was worried it might be some kind of tracking effect, something that would give away my location. While I'd taken all the necessary cyber precautions to confuse any tracking technology, I hadn't counted on some sort of magic trick attached to a sound file. When my power grabbed the alien energy, I was given a mental image of its dimensions, and so I was able to rip it apart. 
Taking the Metro book into my hands, my pale field chased the invading force through cyberspace until finally nabbing the thing and dissolving it into the digital ether. All that remained was the uh, cleansed audio file and a slight breeze, the spasming corpse of the deceased energy tracker, if that's what it was. With all the unpleasantries out of the way, I sat on the bed and listened to the message. I know what you're thinking. You've messed up. Irrevocably. But that may not be the case. You see, there were a lot of... questions surrounding the Asatark you... dealt with. And you may have just ended up doing everyone a tremendous favor. You always were one of our favorite troubleshooters. But there are still questions that need answers. Answers that only you can provide. You and your sister. And while those above can appreciate the predicament you've landed yourself in, time is running out for you to effectively present your case. Other voices are clamoring for your elimination. Voices that will only get louder as time goes on. And that is why we want to offer you a deal. Let us take you in. Prepare a proper defense. There is much interest in what the Asatak might have done to cause you to do what you did. If the evidence rises to a sufficient standard, you just might be hailed as heroes. But wait too long, and you will have every assassin the Esoterium can muster hunting you down. You're a bright one. You and your sister both. So I'm sure you'll make the right decision. And by the way, this recording will detonate in five seconds. That's what the strange energy effect was meant to do. Facilitate a detonation and likely erase any device's ability to record the sound file. The lingering breeze was the powder keg. All I had time to do was jump out the window. It was a three-story drop, but I knew how to fall like a champ. Looking up at the smoldering aftermath, it seemed that I'd clipped enough of the energy from the sound file to limit the explosion to my room. If I hadn't bothered, the blast would have likely taken out the entire floor, likely bringing down the whole building. Whoever designed the explosive energy knew quite a bit about my power and how I'd apply it doing just enough damage to cover their tracks and not make a bigger mess than needed. Or they just got lucky. But the Esoterium was also likely scanning for the detonation to zero in on me. Whatever the case, one thing was certain. I needed to beat feet but fast.
I'd been in town all of a day and already I'd screwed up, given away my location. But I was on my way to remedy that situation. I just needed to cross a few creeks to throw the dogs off my scent. I'd seen a flyer in Ipswich for some kind of uh, religious rally out near Raleigh. Something to do with that rebel pope, Marius. They were bound to be spotters at the event, and all I needed to do was to get myself seen by a bunch of folks. Give the esoterium all the wrong impressions as to where I was going and what I was up to. <laughs> all this after I'd gone and told Romy how utterly useless it was trying to outfox the esoterium. And there I was, trying to outfox the esoterium. As for the bone they'd thrown us, <laughs> who knew? Given just a little bit I knew about Spider and what he might have been up to, and it wasn't exactly hard to imagine that he could have been on more than a few radars. Still, the offer was just too on the nose, what with the way it was put together and all. Come in now and end up heroes, or wait too long and wind up sleeping with the fishes. No thanks. I'd rather take our chances out in the cold. And if there was any evidence out there that might clear us, we should be the ones to collect it. Which was why Mesmer was so important. He knew what the deal was at the silentage. But I had no idea what he might have already said about the whole thing. For all I could tell, he could have taken some of the heat and was waiting for us to come in and tell our side of things. And someone must have questioned Shane. There were just too many variables to be sticking our necks out. Now, if we were going to get to the other side of all this, it had to be on our own terms. And we were still left with the main reason for all this bullshit. Somehow stomping the next great darkness. <laughs> and maybe after we'd finished with all that, we'd tackle world peace for shits and interstellar travel for giggles. smoking hole and the damned all fled and there cannot be peace on earth till not a single demon lingers upon it we must take up arms against the faithless for they are not but the father of demons ah the redemptionaries of the last tree the up-and-coming war faith of the excommunicated rebel pope, Marius. They were making some serious inroads with the more traditional Bible thumpers, especially since the American Catholic Church, along with all the other Christian faiths, had gotten their asses kicked during the witch wars. There were already quite a few dust-ups between the Creed and the Heckin, with skirmishes getting bigger all the time. As an atheist, I didn't really have a dog in the fight, but I generally rooted for the Heckins. They didn't seem to hate anyone, they dressed better, and their beliefs were just, uh, <laughs> cooler. Anyway, given the last Creed's increasing national, if not global, profile, there were sure to be some spotters around, spying for some esoteric or another. I just needed to find a few and make sure they noticed me. 
His Holiness was given a vision of the days and wars to come, and there is no sanctuary to be had in peace, no safety to be had in prayer. There must be a war. You must take up the new creed. You must be sanctified in his red communion. Faith without blood is promise without action. There are demons dressed in human clothing all around us, even now. They sacrifice and sing and pray to devils. In dark veneration they scrape their knees upon the children's bones that litter their witch houses and blasphemous hives of hate and idolatry. The shindig was set up exactly like an old-style tent revival. Just an open field, a big tent, a slick-speaking preacher, and a big mess of eager rabbit. The crowd was massive, spilling well beyond the overhang of the flapping canvas roof. But I was more concerned with who might be up on the wooded hillside, looking down, taking names and notes. I probably could have settled for assuming there'd be some plain-clothed agents blended into the crowd, but I wanted to be sure I was seen by the right people. Then I wasn't carrying a briefcase anymore. Combined with the fact that I was hanging around a militant religious cult, just might throw enough curveballs to keep any interested parties guessing. I was also intending on driving north on my way out. Who knew? Maybe they'd assume I was making for Canada. Wanting to feel out the crowd, I nudged my field out around me. Not wide or strong enough to make my eyes go white or raise frost from my skin, but enough to get the general lay of the land. Moving around the enthralled masses while I looked for a chance to scoot into the hills, I was getting a few supernatural hits from the surrounding peanut gallery. But, given my field's lowered setting, I couldn't really make out anything specific. There be monsters among us now, and we, the final warriors of the last creed, have been called by God to open the floodgates of his righteous violence. We must become like Samson, who slaughtered 1,000 Philistines with but the jawbone of an ass. Like David, who slew the giant Goliath with but a stone. We must rise up like the flood waters that once drowned the world of its teeming wickedness. My brothers and sisters, do you hear the Lord's call? Will you heed the Lord's call? And I implore each and every one of you to sharpen a strong sword, guard your thresholds, and keep a careful watch, for you will be called upon to spill the blood of the damned, and that time shall be soon. <laughs> While the brimstone was still hot, I moved to slip into the woods. That is, I was going to. 
right before I saw something sitting out on a nearby dessert table. It was a cookie tin with a figure printed on the lid that looked an awful lot like a certain clown I knew. I grabbed the thing and examined its every detail. The clown wasn't identical, lacking Sugar's demonic overtures, but it was roughly the same otherwise. Rather than forming horns, candy canes sprouted from all over the thing's big red puffy hair. It wore a candy-striped outfit, big goofy shoes, But it was the words printed above the clown that said it all. Mr. Sugar, the Prince of Sweets. At first, I thought the whole thing might be a trick. Some sort of illusion, like the candy store that came out of nowhere on our way out of Marrow's. But when the old woman next to the table yelled at me, I knew the thing was real enough. Hey there! You can't take the whole thing, you know. You gotta leave some for others. The logo above the clown read, Singer Confections, Boston, Massachusetts. Look, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. Here. Oh, well, I guess that'd be fine. I could use the money. Where did you get this? I can't say that I know. I've had it nigh on to forever. Just something I put cookies and such into. What about the name, Singer Confections? Does that sound familiar? Can't say it does, but it coming from Boston and all. Company's liable to be long gone. I had no idea what it all meant, but before I could ask another question, I heard the beat of a very familiar tune behind my head. Ex-Special Agent Stroud, you're going to have to come with us. Ah, fuck. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, Be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 